Hi there, I'm Ben Pearce and welcome to the Elevated You podcast. I wanted to let you know that we are changing the name of the podcast from Elevated You to Tech World Human Skills. Why are we doing that? Well, there's another podcast with the same name and they got there first. We'll make the change on December the 18th, 2023. Same great stuff, different name. Hi folks and welcome to the Elevated You podcast. Have you ever noticed that some teams you've worked in have been absolutely brilliant and some are awful? Well, in this episode, we're talking about teams and why some are so good and some are so bad. Now, our guest today has spent many years working in the tech world for some huge companies and now she leads Amplified Group, which helps companies create their own amazing teams. So, please, can you welcome to the show Vicky Reddington? Thank you, Ben. It is wonderful to be here and um, it's feeling very grand being in your studio. <laughs> yeah, it's a virtual studio where I've, put, you know, I've positioned the camera really nicely. So it looks like it's a posh studio, but really it's just a light on some curtains. <laughs> it's looking very impressive. <laughs> Lovely. Well, it's so good to have you here. And so I wonder for, for everybody that doesn't know you, um, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Oh, blimey. Yes. Okay. Um, so I have, well, um, I actually started out my life in uh, work as a teacher and I did it for a year and I was absolutely rubbish at it um, <laughs> and thankfully fell into tech. Um, and in the tech world, I have pretty much had every single role I think there is, apart from actually an engineering role. I tried to do um, tech and went on a Unix course and realised I definitely wasn't a techie. Um, but I've done um, sales, I've done partner, I've done product marketing, um, I've done alliances, actually led the relationship between Citrix and Microsoft. Um, I've taken new products to market, I've had global roles, I've had European roles. But every role I've had, I have realised that I've been on the forefront of change. So it's always bringing something new to market or going into a new market or everything. Is, it's been something different. And what I realised in my last role, which was at VMware, was that actually my passion wasn't tech, it was people. Okay. And that's why we're at the Amplified Group now. And so you, you've, you've co-founded, I believe, Amplified Group. Yeah. Um, what does Amplified Group do? Yeah, so in in the roles that I've had, so my role at VMware, when I started at VMware, I started when uh, they had got market saturation of vSphere and they needed to bring new products to market in Europe. And so my role was to bring new products to market. And over the seven years that I worked there, I realised that actually it's people that power the tech industry and it's how people work together that really makes the difference. Okay. And it, you know, we're all talking now about the speed of change and how fast things are moving. It took seven years to get the non-core products to become the new core products. You can't afford that amount of time anymore. It's really about how you work very agile together with alignment, cutting out the bureaucracy. And it's all built on a base of trust. And, you know, you started at um, in the introduction saying about we've all worked in good teams and bad teams. 
when I started out at Citrix, Citrix was an incredible place to be. It felt like a family. Everybody was pulling in the same direction and we just got stuff done. And then as it grew, it got slower and slower. And now, you know, Citrix as an organisation doesn't actually exist. If you look on Wikipedia, it's actually in past tense. (laughs) And so it's about how you remain agile as you scale. And so what we do at the Amplified Group is we work with tech organisations that are going through fast growth, through their growing pains, and we help them understand that there is actually an operating system to work on as people. Um, and that's what we bring to them. And and so you've, you found an Amplified Group, you're working with Amplified Group. <clears throat> so so why is it that you're working you know, with these teams? Why is it that you're working to create these fast, agile, you know, teams that can change really quickly why is it that you're doing that yeah so there's there's two reasons one from a business perspective if if you look at any category of tech now the tech is so similar the way organizations differentiate themselves it's through their people it's how you reach your customers that makes all the difference and so that's that's the the business reason for it when we think about good teams we've worked in and bad teams we've worked in, we're often just unconsciously making those decisions versus really being very conscious about how you can make a bad team into a good team. And so understanding how that works and giving everybody a common language and actually the foundation of everything we do is about human connection and it's about building trust. Okay. Within teams. And so we have something called a speed check. And that is based on our principles of purpose, because you, you need to know why you're doing things and where you're going. Okay. Trust. Um, and the, the, new, the new word on the block for trust is psychological safety. So perhaps we can come back to that a little bit later. Okay. Um, clarity, because actually, if you're not clear on what you're doing, you just stand still and you would be gobsmacked by the number of organisations that we work with that think they've got clarity and actually the terms that they're using are so vague, people have different interpretations of them. And then the last one is simplicity because the simpler you keep things, quite simply, the faster you can go. Okay. Now, so... I was just trying to jot those down so as I remembered those as we yeah. went through. So, so purpose, th- purpose trust, trust, clarity, yeah. and simplicity. Four, good. I thought you said five. So I was desperately trying to remember no. the fifth one, but there wasn't a fifth one. No, no it's no, four. No, no. Right. <laughs> good, I was listening. Um, right, okay. And so th- those are like, I guess, like you said, like the towers, the pillars, the key foundations yeah. of all, all great teams, are they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what we do is we measure those so we can measure a team's speed of execution. Okay. 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 So I'm, I'm fascinated by that. How, how do you measure? When I think about a team, I think like a group of people, it's quite ephemeral. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's quite uh, often uh, uh, qualitative, not quantitative. So I'd be interested. How do you, how do you measure speed of, uh, of a team? So you measure how they work together so for example are they clear on what they're doing together okay as a team do they know what they're doing 
when they meet, is it just one person who's the loudest voice bulldozing the meeting? Or is it the opportunity with that psychological safety that we touched on earlier, where it's a safe enough place where everybody has a voice and they're contributing to the ideas? And then if they're contributing to the ideas, they're much more likely to commit and be aligned and go in the same direction. So we're measuring how a team works together by asking a group of people a set of questions and then we compile that. Okay, okay. And then you can sort of say with a a degree of measurement, right, this is where you are and there's maybe a route forward to be more effective, to be quicker. Yes. Right, okay. So we've got these uh, four pillars, purpose, trust, clarity, simplicity. I wonder if we could start, you know, if we could dig into those a little bit. Um, So should we start with purpose first? Um, I wonder, you know, could you sort of unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah, um, I don't actually know that purpose needs so much unpacking, thanks to Mr. Simon Sinek (laughs) and his let's start with why. Yeah. So... If I if I stand in front of a, an audience in tech and say, who's heard of Simon Sinek? Everybody's hand goes up. Yeah. You know, he's done such a phenomenal job of getting the message out there about starting with why. But we take it just a little bit further because purpose is not just about why you're doing something. For me, it's also about where you're going. What's your North Star? Because why you can... We do what we do because we had a wonderful experience when we were at Citrix and then we lost it and we want other organisations to continue to have that feeling of team across an an entire organisation. And we call that Team X, by the way. Okay. uh, Team experience. But it's also about a North Star, as in where are you going? Because there has to be momentum and velocity. So so purpose has, has... those two elements to it from our perspective does that make sense yeah 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 absolutely so yeah no i mean i've i've seen (laughs) i've seen lots of videos from from simon sinek i've read his book you know uh and and it's good stuff right and 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 i yeah i'm i'm completely on board with this start with why and then you're just adding that extra little bit on there saying and actually this is our north star this is the direction yeah where are you going where's the what's the velocity because we're thinking we're about speed and momentum yeah it's not just about why you're doing something yeah where are you going? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so then, if we start to get into into trust, then which is which is the next one? Could you expand that a bit for us? Yes. And this this is the one we're going to go really deep on okay. because when I ask the question, "Who's heard of Simon Sinek?" My next question is, "Who's heard of Patrick Lencioni?" And all those hands that were up all come down. Right. Because certainly this side of the pond, he is not well known at all but he came out with a book 20 years ago called the five dysfunctions of a team okay and actually microsoft rolled it out in across your entire business i say you're sorry you're not at microsoft anymore <laughs> sorry about that but across the entire business solutions organization and where we talk about an operating system that actually came from the lady that was leading that the gm she said there's an operating system for teams and she based it on Lencioni's methodology. Okay. And um, trust is the foundation of everything. So if it's a safe place to say what you really think, to be able to ask for help, 
to be able to make mistakes. That's really the psychological safety that we were talking about earlier. But if you've got that really safe place where actually there's no consequences to say what you really think, it really is that safe place, then you can have the next level in in, in his uh, methodology, and there's, there's five points here, five behaviours, is conflict. Now, conflict is a funny word, and actually we get a lot of pushback on conflict. But what we're really talking about is robust debate where all the voices are being heard. So the quietest voices, the people that need to be asked their opinion, and we use DISC to help us understand the different personalities in the room. Those quiet people have usually got the best ideas, but you have to ask them for them. Okay. And so if you get into conflict, you want everybody to have really felt like they've been heard because if they feel like they've been heard they're much more likely to commit to the decision and amazon coined the phrase actually it originally came from intel disagree but commit okay and it's about getting alignment behind a direction that everyone is going in together and the the concept could be that you agree to something, you agree what you're going to measure, you're going to do it for three months. And if it doesn't work, you've got you can course correct. But at least can you get alignment and get everybody pulling in the same direction. So that's where conflict, and that leads into the commitment piece. So you commit to what you've agreed. And then the number one reason we get asked to work with tech companies is around accountability. Okay. And accountability is the next level in this model. And it's accountability if you're not clear on what you're being held accountable to, then how on earth can you hold someone accountable? And and the fascinating thing, uh, the fascinating thing around that is many of the sales organisations we work with, well, people are accountable to a number, but if they're only accountable to the number at the end of the quarter. If you're leaving it to the end of the quarter to hold them accountable, you're way too late. Okay. So you need to be holding people accountable to actually what's their activity plan at the beginning? What's their territory plan that's going to help them get to that number? And having clarity around what that is makes a significant difference. Okay. And then the final one on top of accountability is results. And it's about not me as an individual achieving a result but as a team achieving a result. And when I first got introduced to this model, I thought, well, I'm a team player. You know, I always, I always turn up as meetings as, as a team player. But when I used to turn up to, you know, my peer groups meeting, the leadership meeting, I would be there representing my organisation and making sure that I was there defending my organisation and what we needed to do versus actually thinking, what are we trying to do as an EMEA organisation or what are we trying to do as a global company? How are we playing our role there? And that was a real aha moment for me because it's really about taking off your functional hat and thinking, what are we trying to do as, a, as an organisation? How can my organisation contribute to that? Yeah. yeah. And, and that, I think, certainly at leadership level in many organisations is why silos form because everybody's just looking after their own org. So that's trust. So I've gone into that in quite a lot of detail. I've touched on clarity. Yeah. So can, can you remind me? So I'm just trying to get this in my mind. Yeah, the five. Now, what, what were the five? Trust. Can you just recap those five for us? Yeah. Trust. Yeah. 
And Lencioni calls it vulnerability-based trust. Okay. Conflict. Okay. Commitment. Accountability. And results. Right. Okay. 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 No, it, it's fascinating. There was a few things that sort of sort of flagged with me as, as I was going through that. I like, um, you know, when you were talking about the results there and the the, the department wars, you know, in, in yes. inside big corporates. Um, and I and I was thinking about some of the teams that I've been in over the years and and the pros and cons of that. And and what I mean by that is, um, I've been in a couple of teams that had a tremendous sense of us against the world, right? Yes. And, and, and that um, bonded us as a team. It yes. was us against them. And I think Alex Ferguson's famed in football for doing that, you know, creating this. It's us yeah, against yeah, the world. And therefore the, the, the team bond of those 10, 15 people or whatever is brilliant. Um, and, I, and I love being part of that. But when I then reflect yeah. on that as then how sometimes when I was a leader or even if I wasn't the leader, I was just part of that team, then went to other departments. It wasn't about pulling in the direction of the org. It was about us being the best that we could be. And so um, uh, and it was us against them as opposed to to us together. And so I can see there's the like the pros and then there's the cons of that. But ultimately, that sense of feeling in a little team together um, wasn't really as valuable to the organisation as, as when you're in a much bigger, stronger department uh, together. Yeah, I think I think you've summed that up really nicely. The, the, I, I alluded to it earlier. I talked about Team X. And, um, you know, there's there's a, there's the thing about people leave managers, they don't leave organisations. I think they, so, you know, in, in the world of tech, you know, we've got customer experience, user experience, employee experience, well, we're about team experience. I think what you've just described there, that team experience where somebody will just jump in and help you without you asking and that that feeling that you've got that you come to work and actually you're enjoying it and you're having a laugh and you're having some fun yeah we all want that at work don't we because yeah. that's we spend so much of our life in work and we, i was out with a company um last last week in in barcelona and i was laughing so hard my cheekbones were hurting <laughs> and they have something so special but but what's really interesting is you can have those team bonds and have that team experience, but it's how do you then take it across an entire organisation? Yeah. And so we call that, we use General Stanley McChrystal's point, team of teams. And this is where the clarity and simplicity really come into play because how often in a large organisation are you working in that team that you've just described, Ben, that's an amazing place to be, and then you look across at another team and think, why the bloody hell are you doing that? Yeah. What is the point of you doing that? You're just being counterproductive to what we're doing. That happens because right at the leadership level, if you haven't got 100% alignment on what the absolute top priority is that you need to do, um, Jeffrey Moore from the Chasm Group calls it the crisis of prioritization. If you haven't got one top priority that everyone's behind, you just set people up with internal competition. Yeah. 
And that's really where the clarity piece comes in and the simplicity piece. So the many of the organizations we're working with now are we're working at the senior leadership level to look at how they provide clarity down the organization and make things as simple as they possibly can, which is not as easy as it says. <laughs> And so, and so that's the, the, the fourth one, isn't it? So we, we sort of done purpose and we thought about Simon Sinek and purpose. Then we thought about trust yeah. and those five steps and Lencioni. And, and just while we're there, yeah. that's a book, isn't it? The five functions. Yeah, the five what, what, dysfunctions the... of a team. He's written many, many uh, books. My other favourite one that he's done was is Silos, Politics and Turf Wars. It's okay. amazing. And and it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, ha- I haven't read that, um, the Lencioni book. But correct me if I'm wrong, but that is a fictionalized. It's not. It, so it's yes. a factual book, but yeah. set in a novel. Is that is that is that right? It um, is. So for and anybody it's that's, set, that's no, it's set. It's about a tech company um, in the valley that isn't hitting its number. So it's very relevant to the tech industry. Right. OK. And it takes about two and a half hours to read. Right. But it explains that those five behaviours through a story of an unsuccessful software company okay. that turns itself around. Okay. So I've read, I, I guess, a couple of books like that. Uh, the Phoenix Project is just springing to my mind as another yes. fictionalised one about DevOps yes. and that kind of stuff. So it's in that yes, sort of that sort of, that sort of theme, right, okay. It is, but I think it's easier to read than The Phoenix Project. Right, so one for the list there, definitely. So so going back to, you've got purpose, we've thought about Cynic, we've got trust, yeah. we've thought about Lencioni. Um, yeah, Clarity. Um, yes. What's that all about? Yes. Yeah, so clarity is a staggering one. So it, it comes out in the Lencioni model under commitment because you can't have commitment and you can't, can't hold people accountable if they haven't got clarity. But if you the number of organisations that I've worked with since we set up Amplified Group six years ago that think they've got clarity but people are floundering because they're not really really clear on what is expected of them and just having a number isn't enough okay particularly when you're working with organizations that are moving from on-prem to SaaS, and they're moving they're making significant transformational business change they use terms that are so vague that they are interpreted differently down the organisation. And when they get interpreted differently, it comes down to why why are you thinking that and I'm thinking this? And it comes out, you know, with the speed check I was talking about at the beginning and how, how we measure that. Well, when you come out of a meeting, has somebody actually captured the notes? So you've got it in black and white. Yeah how we as a team have interpreted what we need to go do. Okay. It's about removing ambiguity completely. Okay, okay. And and that can be really hard, right? I like, well, I understand how you might have a company mission or a corporate mission, you know, but, but if you're in a bigger company, or not even a big company these days, that then translates to about 400 products yeah. <laughs> or 400 solutions <laughs> yeah. or 400 things, which are yeah. then all subdivided and then you've got different parts of the organisation doing different things. Sometimes they seem to have competing objectives. Absolutely. Sometimes they seem to be. So, yeah. so practically, how do you... It, it's easy to say clarity. It's, it seems it's very difficult to do. So, so have you got any top tips on, on how do you start to get that clarity? 
You have, it's absolutely um, difficult to achieve. It takes decision making, it takes guts, it takes balls. Okay. Um, Jeffrey Moore, to me, from the Chasm Group, is the absolute master of this. Um, and he, we did a, we did a podcast with him actually, um, and he, the, we titled it, "A Chicken Can Only Lay One Egg at a Time." Okay. And it's 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 about prioritizing, and it's not about we're not gonna we're not gonna get to that product or we're not gonna get to that market. We're just not gonna get to it this quarter. So make a decision, put your ducks in a row. Decide what you're going to do, but at the leadership level and then communicate it, communicate it, communicate it. And so everybody knows that's what the number one thing is that needs to be done. And sometimes that means others need to not fight at the table so much and go, actually, it's not my, not my turn just now. And that's not an easy thing to do. And so, sorry, what was the name of the chap that's really good at that? for people Jeffrey interested? Moore. So Jeffrey he's consulted. Moore. He's So he wrote Crossing the Chasm which was the textbook for how you go to market 25 years ago in tech. So he consults at the exec level in Microsoft, Cisco. He used to uh, Salesforce. In fact, he used Salesforce previously as, as a great example for prioritization. Right. Okay. And we know, you know, Salesforce was the first software company to hit the quickest to hit a billion dollars through that prioritization. Um, so we've had, we've had purpose. We've had trust, and we've got an author for each one. This is like a book club. So we've got Cynic, we've got Lencioni, then we've got Clarity, and we've got more now with Crossing the Chasm. Um, yeah. Takes us on towards simplicity. I, well, I hope we've got a book here coming up, but I don't want to jump the gun. Um, so what, what's simplicity all about? This comes from a podcast that we recorded with Mark Templeton way back, where he said, the simpler you keep things, the faster you can go. So I haven't got a book. I've got a podcast. Okay. <laughs> but, it, but it really is. And actually, you know, one of the things that we sim, – simplifying things is one of our key pillars, even internally at Amplified Group. The speed check is two, two, two and a half pages long, the report. You know, it's not a Gartner 300-page report. It's, right, let's cut through the crap. Let's get to what needs to be done. Let's – attack it and if you're constantly thinking how can I simplify I mean you're brilliant at this with with everything you post you just keep it super simple so you, it's very maybe I don't, do you do it consciously or is it in your subconscious I no, I do I I do um and I spent quite a lot of time thinking about it because I think we work in a really complex world you know and um you therefore have to con constantly make things simple in yeah. order to engage with other humans about it because nobody possibly can understand the detail and the nuance of this particular thing that you've been looking at forever. Um, and so you've got to be able to get yourself up to a high level to be able to talk to about that to other people. So, and I, and do you know where I cut my teeth doing this was support. So my, my first yeah. job was technical support where, you know, I had a very narrow field that I knew to an extremely low depth. Um, didn't know anything about anything else, but I just knew about that thing. And then I needed to talk to people every day, customers every day, in a, in a way that they could understand doing that. And so I of think course. early in my career, I just learned how to, you know, make the complex simple. And I've just yeah. sort of carried that principle forward into, I guess, every, it's part of my nature now. It's just sort of yeah. like memory muscle. So you've muscle. built it as a habit. Yeah. And yeah. to have that as a skill 
and then be able to bring that into a business, I think is that's how you go faster. There's way too much complexity and people seem to think they can charge more if they make it more complex. So when we, I mean, so we've got an industry benchmark with the speed check now and actually, because we've had that many organisations do it, um, purpose is always the highest. Simon Sinek's done a really good job. Trust varies considerably in an organisation. Clarity in a sales organization tends to be high because people think they've got clarity because they they know what their number is that isn't the real clarity but simplicity is always the lowest it's always the lowest but i describe it's in that order because simplicity to me is the sprinkles on the icing on the cake if if you if you haven't got a reason to be together and you haven't got trust in the organization there's no point making things simple yeah. You have to have those two absolutely um first and then and then you're clear on what you're doing. And and I suppose clarity and simplicity are interlinked. In terms of and what what do you mean by that? Because if things are super clear, then they're also simple. Okay. Um but another way of, of thinking of these four pillars, the way we talk about it, so if you think about culture is is just how you get stuff done. So let's just unpick that statement. Culture is how you get stuff done. You, that's the human bit of it. So the human bit of this, when, when we look at how we take what we do into organisations, that's the trust piece. That's the five behaviours. That's really going deep on that. And we get very clear on Okay, so how are we going to work together? How are we going to build that operating system bit? And then we focus on the stuff bit, which is the business bit. So clear on purpose. We've got clarity of what's expected of us and we're keeping it simple. And so we have a a second piece to the work that we do in organisations that's on on that bit of it. So it's the human bit and the business bit. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Now I'm just glanced at the clock, and we're we're racing through 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 the podcast. Now, just before we wrap up, one bit I was just thinking about is a lot of what we talked about maybe sort of comes from a, a leadership perspective. You know, as in a bit of a top down. You know, you're leading an organisation, leading yeah. a team, that kind of stuff. A lot of people listening to this podcast might be individual contributors, influencers, leaders, but not with direct reports that are reporting to them. Um, what would your thoughts be on on how they take this and what to do with this to make their teams better in an individual contributor capacity? It's 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 a place where we've started. In fact, um, I think uh, a bit of a shout out for Jamie McDonnell, uh, a mutual friend of ours. Yes, um, yes, yes, yeah. At Okta, I believe he's at Okta now, and Okta was where we really cut our teeth with this stuff. To be honest. Okay. Um, we've been working with the Okta customer success team for four years now. And my God, they are a phenomenal team to work with. Right. Um, and they have taken what we've done and they have built it into absolute muscle memory about how they look after their customers. Um, and so taking the principles that we've got um, they have an operating system. They understand where everybody is on disk and uh, and change what they're doing appropriately. And, and just just disk, just to, to, yeah. to mention disk, because I, I think I've come across that. But could, could you just expand what disk is if people don't know what disk is? 
Yeah, certainly. So disc. So we've all done psychometric tests in the past. Yeah, um, Myers Briggs, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. disc um, is an equivalent to Myers Briggs. So I'm certified in both disc and Myers Briggs. Myers Briggs is way too complicated for me. I like simple things. We've just been okay. talking about that. So, so the simplicity of disc and the way that you think about it um, is, if you just th- if you think of um, two axes, if you think. Um, so think of a vertical axis. Are you fast-paced, assertive and bold? Or do you like to be thoughtful and methodical about how you go things so you're thorough? So where would you be on that vertical axis? And then on the horizontal axis, are you very empathetic and open to new ideas and you say yes before you've really thought about it? Or are you more questioning and sceptical and you want the detail and you want the you're more analytical. So where would you be on that? On that circle, and by the way, there's no wrong or right place to be. And also, um, where would you put yourself? But it's where would you put yourself where you, you, you're you using the least amount of energy? That's your not natural starting point. So Ben, it probably won't surprise you that I'm at about as 12 o'clock as you can get. So okay. fast-paced, assertive and bold, but very collaborative in, in, in my approach and the way that I work. Um, so that's where I am. But it doesn't mean that I can't come down the circle to, I'm just doing a clock here, seven o'clock and be analytical and be detailed. I can do that. But if I do that for more than two days, I'm absolutely knackered. It's exhausted me. So yeah. I'm just using different energy. So we move around depending on which scenario we're in. And that's the way to think about it. But the idea of DISC is if you know where people's natural starting points are, you know how you can meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, I took you on a bit of a sidetrack there with DISC sort of away. But but for individual contributors, and we were saying that Octa's a really great, uh, Jamie's a great example of this. So you can take a lot of these and start to apply them to customer scenarios and take these principles and apply them in other parts of as well as just team. Yeah, but also as a team... If you understand these principles and if you we say go slow to go fast, because particularly in this new virtual world you're in, you jump on, you know, uh, a Zoom or uh, Teams, whatever it is, and you just get straight into business. And we've forgotten that connection bit of how, you know, how is your morning? How's things? And so just taking some time to do that human connection bit at the beginning and build that trust do you think that that will actually slow you down in the end it makes you go faster because you've got those bonds there together and so there's a super simple thing and actually i can i can give you a a copy of this um it's a working with me profiler so you remember the old haynes manuals you had for your car yes where you had the instructions on how to work you know how to use your car well, this is an instruction manual for how to work with me, what I like. Do I like to have Slack or um, do I want someone to pick up the phone to me? These are my working hours. This is when I'm dropping the kids off at school. I don't mind doing calls in the evening. You know, this is what my dream is. Just things that you don't pick up naturally. Um, it just accelerates how you get to know someone. Yeah, which which then makes the business go faster because you've got a great relationship, a great foundation from which to springboard from. You've got that Team X. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you believe it? We we have run out of time. Um, 
I could have talked about this uh, forever, for hours and hours. But maybe just to, to sort of finish up, what would, how would you summarise? What would be the key takeaways that you'd want people to sort of take away from this? I think it's you don't have to leave teamwork to chance. There is a very deliberate way to, to work as a team. And I think in this new hybrid world, things that we took for granted when we were all in the office we have to be more deliberate and more intentional about it. And there is an operating system for teams, which starts with building that trust, making sure that you understand all the personalities in the team and that everybody has a voice. And it might look like someone's disengaged, but actually they just want to be asked their opinion. Yeah. And about getting that alignment and getting everyone on the same page, because there's enough competition outside your organisation. So focus on getting teams aligned internally okay okay L- love it yeah and and so for me purpose cynic trust mm. lencioni, lencioni clarity more was it john moore yeah john moore. Jeffrey moore jeffrey moore jeffrey moore simplicity there was a podcast with mark templeton the former ceo of citrix see right i've said said, right okay brilliant and so for people that want to find you um really like what they've heard and want to reach out or where where can people find you so they can find us so amplifiedgroup.co.uk is our website um we're on linkedin and also am i allowed to say we have a podcast yes of course you can yes no i am the only podcast that anyone (laughs) will listen to ever (laughs) Uh, which which um I'm hoping you're going to repay me on and uh, come on very soon, Ben. Yes, of course Uh, I will. It's called Get Amplified. And then we can tell your story about stories. Yeah, lovely. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, can I just say it's been absolutely wonderful to, to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. It's been it's been really great fun. Thank you. Well, there we go. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder that the podcast will be changing name on December the 18th. We'll be the Tech World Human Skills Podcast. Same great content, same great guests. Now, the feed should be the same RSS feed, so your favourite player should automatically update and just keep working. There should be nothing that you need to do. So, ta-ta for now and see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show.